Hello, I'm Peter Van Dusen, and this is the Primetime Politics Podcast. On Primetime Politics tonight, new questions about the amount of Pfizer vaccine Canada will be receiving by the end of March as questions mount over the reliability of Canada's supply. We'll try to sort it out. The Premier of Saskatchewan will be here to talk about the vaccines. And NDP leader Jagmeet Singh will weigh in on the vaccine confusion and the crisis in long-term care homes. And we'll get an expert reality check from an infectious disease expert on the vaccine rollouts. And our panel of party commentators will weigh in on the vaccines and whether Canada can have confidence in the federal rollout plan. And a major focus tonight on vaccines and more questions about just how many doses of Pfizer vaccine Canada will receive by the end of March. The long-standing promise from Pfizer and from Canadian government officials has been 4 million doses. But today, a planning document circulated to the provinces floated a new number of 3.5 million doses by the end of March. Where did that lower number come from? Federal officials struggled to answer that question today, pinning the discrepancy on the number of doses Pfizer believes we should be able to extract from each vial. Pfizer says that number is six. Health Canada says the number is five. But that number is being actively reviewed now by Health Canada. But if Health Canada stands by the fewer doses per vial, Canada might only receive enough vaccine to guarantee 3.5 million doses by the end of March. Here's how the Major General leading Canada's vaccine rollout explained it today. Pfizer is uh, doing a, is using a different uh, calculation that, we, that my team is currently using. And what we have shared with provinces is a conservative figure of five doses per vial until it changes, until authorized um, if it if it gets authorized, uh, and that's uh, that's with uh, Health Canada colleagues, and uh, we'll see how that uh, that pans out. Uh, and Pfizer is very much aware of that, and will plan accordingly uh, and scale up their their numbers if that's what uh, that's what is required. But they have assured us four million by end of March. All right. So the Minister of Health in Ontario says she's been told to plan for the possibility of fewer doses of the Pfizer vaccine by the end of March. But she also says Ontario's had success drawing six doses from each vial of Pfizer vaccine. You can get six doses from the Pfizer vial if you use the one milliliter needle. The, the three milliliter needle is much more difficult to do, but it can be done. We do have some experts in Ontario who are able to do that. So even if we run short of the one milliliter needles, we can still use the three milliliter needles and we're giving guidance to all the people doing the immunization so that they can get that sixth dose out of each vial. Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moore joins me now. Uh, Premier, good to see you again. Thanks for taking time. Well, thank you, Peter. Good to see you as well. Uh, thanks. What, what have you been told by the federal government about the number of doses of Pfizer vaccine you should expect to receive by the end of March? A lot of confusion uh, oh. today about, about numbers. What have you been told now? We've been told all along it'd be 4 million doses uh, that would be coming uh, to the provinces from Pfizer. This morning, uh, we were informed that was 3.5 million doses, and and uh, we, we still haven't really had a lot of communication as to you know why that is, or is it five doses for vial, six doses for vial? But what it looks like at this point in time is we're actually receiving fewer vials and, and fewer trays of uh, vaccine than we were expecting to receive uh, even a day ago. And this is the third week now that we 
uh, have some have had some inconsistencies in the supply uh, as well as you know now what looks like to be some inconsistencies inconsistencies in in the information and and I, I think that's where we need to start uh, between the provinces and the federal government is to really um, um, have some better consistency in how we're flowing information yeah. back and forth because I mean, this is just tremendously challenging. Does it seem to you, and we're trying to get our heads around it here too, but it sounds like it is, it's all about whether you can get six doses out of each vial of vaccine as Pfizer insists you can. Health Canada, uh, for now, it's five doses, but they're reviewing that. So it looks like, you know, the major general rolling at the vaccination plan is making plans based on uh the possibility that it remains at five doses and that Pfizer only delivers based on six doses. Uh, and yet, and then there's Health Canada over here, you know, waiting to give its decision on whether it's it's five or six. Does that seem confused to you? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we're not really sure what it is as of yet. We're hoping to find some clarification throughout today and tomorrow. Uh, listen, we, we have 106% of our doses in Saskatchewan have been delivered. We're getting about five and a half doses out of each out of each file. We're not able to get six with the equipment that we have, but we are getting five and a half due to the very you know, careful and, and competent nature of our frontline healthcare staff in, in Saskatchewan. We're quite appreciative of the efforts uh, that they are making. Um, but to date, we haven't been able to get six out of the vials. So it, 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 we need some clarification on uh, if there is six doses in those vials, uh, how are we actually going to get it out of them? All right. So in the absence of, of having, whether it's the necessary supply of those specialized syringes to, to extract the mm -hmm. six doses, what do you want, what do you expect from the federal government and Health Canada? Do they hold the line on five doses to ensure that Pfizer sends enough for five doses and a total of four million? Uh, because it looks like it, it, in some ways it might come down to that, a standoff between what Pfizer says you can get and what Health Canada says you can get. Yeah, what we need is just consistency in the information. Um, you know, we've heard all along that we're going to receive, you know, 4 million Pfizer doses, 2 million Moderna doses in the first quarter. Always been hopeful that one of the other uh, uh, strains of vaccine would be approved and we might be able to get above that. But now what we're hearing today is no, it might, it's not 4 million doses, it's 3.5 million doses. Um, but then it's, again, it's, it's 4 million doses if we can get six, uh, six versus five uh, doses out of each of the vials. It's just very, very confusing. We need the consistency of information uh, flowing from the federal governments to the provinces so that we can actually plan uh, for our, our vaccination clinics here across Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan is a very geographically large uh, place and, and it, takes some, uh, it takes some effort to uh, be ready for uh, the vaccines that are coming and we need to know how many and, and when they're going to show up. The Prime Minister and Ministers are still federally are still insisting that uh, Pfizer will deliver the 4 million doses to Canada by the end of March and that Saskatchewan will get its expected share as the other provinces are. We, we haven't seen the contract, so we don't know what leverage the federal government holds over uh, Pfizer uh, if there is uh, if push comes, if there is a push and shove over how many doses you get out of each vial. But Prime Minister says, look, you're going to get your 4 million doses, uh, that Canada will get the 4 million doses from Pfizer. Are you reassured by that? Well, I, I'm nervous uh, because we, we can't seem to get the information on uh, how many doses are, are coming. And then, when those doses are coming. The last two weeks now, we've had no doses uh, come from Pfizer. And, you know, we're a month into the first quarter, essentially uh, now nearing the end of January. And and we've received about somewhere, maybe just over a sixth of the, of the doses that we would have liked to have received by this point in time. We have areas in Saskatchewan that haven't had access to any vaccine. 
Um, and that is due to us expecting those vaccines to come in about uh, last week and this week. And as we move through our long-term care homes and our, our elderly population, we were moving across the province. And uh, so we still have areas in the southern edge areas of Saskatchewan that have not had access to any vaccines. And we, we, we may have changed how we administered or, or uh, prioritized the vaccines across the province had we known we were going to have this interruption in, in supply. So it's very, very troubling. Uh, for the province to administer their vaccination programs and i think the priority for all of us is that uh, that we uh, increase the communication between the federal government and the provinces so that we can actually do this and do this in a competent way i think everybody's rooting for the federal federal government to find as many vaccines as they possibly can so that all canadians can have access to them all right uh saskatchewan premier scott mo uh thanks for your time tonight good to talk to you thanks so much peter i really appreciate it well, the NDP leader Jagmeet Singh joins me now to talk about the latest on vaccines and the ongoing crisis in long-term care homes in this country. Uh, Jagmeet Singh, good to see you again. Thanks for taking time. My pleasure. You know, there's a lot of confusion, as you know, today over the number of Pfizer doses Canada could receive based on whether it's five doses per vial or six doses per vial approved by Health Canada. Provinces have been told to plan for fewer doses, but federal officials say they're still confident Pfizer will deliver four million doses as promised to Canada by the end of March. How confident are you in Pfizer's commitment to Canada? Well, I'm deeply concerned. They, they've been missing deadlines. They've been indicating different barriers and challenges. And it is very concerning because, as, as we all know, the more delays in vaccines means more infections and more deaths. So this is very serious, and I'm deeply concerned. I guess one of the, the big questions is, and you, uh, you, know, you know, as a lawyer, you're familiar with uh, you know, contracts and so on. And, and I guess I'm wondering, you know, what do, we don't know what a contract says because nobody's seen it uh, outside the government. Uh, what's guaranteed in terms of doses or is the agreement about best efforts and is it not ironclad guarantees? Um, how can you get those answers? There seems to be a lot of goodwill between the government and Pfizer that this will all work out. But do we need more than that? I think we do. I think we need to know exactly what the agreement is so that we can hold them to account. We've seen in Europe there is a positioning where other countries are setting themselves up to potentially sue. Italy has made it clear that they are going to sue Pfizer if they don't follow through on their commitment. We need to know if we've got those same protections in place. And if not, I think we need to put those protections in place, given what we've seen so far with the delays and with the lack of clarity around doses. I mean, the fact that Pfizer is now saying there's six in a vial instead of five I trust Health Canada. If Health Canada is telling us it's five, then Pfizer needs to come up with the rest of those doses. Yeah, although it sounds like uh, the federal government is, you know, the federal government's proactively going out and procuring 37 million, 37 and a half million of the special syringes required to extract six doses. Uh, what, what are you suggesting? Are you, uh, I mean, and Health Canada is going to make that decision at some point. Um, does it sound to you like, uh, Pfizer is perhaps look, looking for ways to improve the bottom line. If they can get six doses out of Canada, it means fewer vials they have to ship to the country. And uh, what about that? Well, that should not be what's going on. And, and that's a fair consideration. We, we have to factor that in. At the end of the day, Pfizer just wants to make money. We need to make sure that we are protecting Canadians. So Health Canada has to make that determination. We trust if Health Canada says it's okay, then that'll be fine. Uh, and then if it is the case, and we do need to make the proper uh, preparations in place in terms of having the right type of syringe for the, the increased dosage. But at the end of the day, 
This decision should be something supported by our experts here, how Canada should approve it. And more than ever, we need to make sure we're holding Pfizer and any pharmaceutical company for that matter to account. We need to make sure there's guarantees in terms of commitments of what they're going to deliver and that if they don't deliver, there's penalties. That is how we have to operate to make sure Canadians are, are defended. And really, at the end of the day, Justin Trudeau has a responsibility to show that he's going to fight for the, the vaccines that Canadians need to effectively fight for Canadians. You called again today for the Prime Minister to take action to turn the for-profit Rivera chain of long-term care homes, which is owned by a federal investment uh, company, into publicly owned facilities. He, he's reluctant to do that so far. My question is this, why can't you have national standards that would apply to for-profit care homes? Why do you have to talk about getting rid of them? Well, I think the, the national standards or setting what are the best practices or practices that have worked and sharing those are vital. Setting those standards and setting guidelines around how we can care for seniors in long-term care homes is vital. But Rivera is the second largest long-term care home provider that's for-profit. It is owned by a federal agency. The Liberal government, Justin Trudeau, snapped their fingers and bought a pipeline. They can certainly make this public. And the reason why is because the overwhelming evidence is whether we have standards or not, for-profit care is inherently, based on the evidence, more dangerous for the residents. There's been far more infections and far more deaths and horrible conditions that have been outlined by the military report, including reusing syringes and using expired medication. This is because for-profit is looking at the bottom line and the bottom line is not caring for seniors, it's making money. Right. And that is a problem. It doesn't have a place in our healthcare system. All right, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, uh, good to talk to you tonight. Thanks for your time. Thank you, sir. Dr. Isaac Bogotch is now a very familiar face to Canadians. He's an infectious disease specialist at Toronto General Hospital and a member of Ontario's Vaccination Task Force. Dr. Bogotch, good to see you again. Thanks for taking time to speak with me. My pleasure. Uh, look, we're, we're getting sort of updates as we go here about uh, vaccine deliveries to Canada. Uh, some concerns, we, we know we're in delays and reduced amounts of vaccine over the next four weeks or so, and then it's supposed to, to ramp up. We have some concerns about deliveries out of Europe. Uh, what questions remain for you here about the security and reliability of supply? Yeah, at the end of the day, obviously, it's disappointing to see these slowdowns uh, through the tail end of January and that are likely to still occur in the very first part of February. But at the end of the day, I'd love to know if the contracts are going to be fulfilled. So are we going to get the doses that we were supposed to get at the end, by the end of the first quarter? Will we get the doses that we're supposed to get through the second quarter? And, you know, if so, obviously it's not ideal to have a slowdown, but we'd still be able to vaccinate everyone in Canada that wants to be vaccinated by the tail end of the summer. So, you know, we'd love to have that more in a smooth delivery, but, uh, but if, it, it, you know, just getting the doses would be is clearly the critical component there. Right. Are these the kind of setbacks that, I mean, everybody has sort of talked about these, and are these the kind of setbacks that you planned for, uh, that you expected, that you thought we would see, that, you know, look, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to go just like smooth as silk for every province and, and every country for that matter? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone at the very beginning was saying there's going to be bumps on the road, there's going to be hurdles. Well, here they are. Well, here they are. And, and I think there's going to be more as well. I mean, uh, obviously, we saw some uh, from coast to coast, some stuttered vaccine starts. Uh, and it looks like, by and large, most places got up and running. Uh, it took a bit longer than many would have liked. And I, I agree with that. But by and large, most places got up and running. And then once we started to take flight, then, of course, there was this uh, delayed, these delayed shipment. Now there's some concerns about uh, will we actually get uh, the shipments that were promised. Uh, and, 
Now, obviously, these are these are major concerns, but as long as Canada gets the doses that we are supposed to get as per our contracts, I mean, that's the main thing for me, at least. It would be, of course, ideal to still be running these campaigns and to be expanding these programs now without the slowdown. But even with that, you know, as long as we get the doses we're supposed to get by the end of the first quarter, we'll still be able to get the needles into all of long-term care, all of the retirement homes, all of you know, frontline healthcare providers, uh, indigenous communities, of course, start to work our way into uh, elder communities that are that are outside of long-term care. So uh, there's still a lot that we can do with the existing supply, but it would be wonderful to be able to ramp that up quickly if we had uh, a secure supply chain. Right. Uh, Pfizer's pressing Canada to draw six doses out of each vial of vaccine now instead of five. Uh, now, I know we've been trying to get every usable drop out of each vial, but are we ready to accept that as the required course of vaccination? Uh, are, do we have the right syringes, enough of them? Uh, what do you know about that? Yeah, it's interesting. It's sort of like taking away the Christmas present. Like we thought that was the bonus and all of a sudden it's no longer the bonus anymore. I'm a little disappointed in that because it was a bonus and we made good use of it. We were able to vaccinate more people. Uh, you do need a, a special syringe and certainly Canada has that. But it's interesting. There is a global shortage of those syringes because, of course, they're in such high demand. Uh, I'm not entirely clear, to be fair, about what Canada's uh, storages of those particular syringes, but I know for now there certainly are some of them here and they're being put to good use. All right. The province of Ontario reported today it's been over-reporting the number of people who've received both doses of the vaccine. In fact, the actual number is half what has been reported, and we know the vaccine supply will be reduced for weeks to come. Um, is the Ontario vaccine rollout working? Yeah, I would say, you know, obviously that uh, over-counting is, is a problem, like, and especially when you've got you know, every single person in the province watching every move you do so carefully. You can't have screw-ups like that. Like, just you just can't do that. Having said that, you know, when you look at the metrics of success, I really think the metric of success is, are you deploying vaccines into the right arms quickly enough? And yeah, I mean, it was certainly slow uh, to get off the ground, but it did get up and running. And, and you know, they have pushed up the date from mid-February to very early February to when everyone in long-term care is going to be vaccinated. Like, you can't have those counting errors. I, I, it's, it's not acceptable. But at the end of the day, needles need to go into arms. They need to go into arms in a prioritized manner. And quite frankly, they are. They are. They are. It's Like we said earlier, there are bumps on the road. There were certain uh, aspects that, that uh, you know, were far from ideal. But those were rapidly corrected. And, uh, and like, I think we should all move on and still continue to focus on the task at hand, which is you know, vaccinate, which, just, is, which, which, is, which is still going on. Let's go there. Just about 30 seconds left. Provinces are now rolling out their longer-term vaccination plans and after frontline workers and long-term care residents. The rollouts are largely based on age, older residents first, getting vaccinated, even ahead of some essential workers. Uh, what's the right approach? I think there's a lot of right approaches, and uh, a lot of this will really be determined on how much access to vaccine we have. Age certainly is extremely important. We have to take equity and, and looking at uh, different neighborhoods that are disproportionately impacted. We also have to look at comorbidities for people who are at greatest risk of getting this infection and having severe outcomes from these infections. So I think there's a lot that needs to go into the priority that after we finish the stage, the first stage and move on to second stages of vaccine programs. All right, Dr. Isaac Bogach, always good to talk to you. Thanks again for your time. Have a great day. Let's bring in our panel of political commentators now. I'm joined this week by Liberal commentator Susan Smith. Will Stewart is a Conservative commentator and Farouk Karim is an NDP commentator. Good to see you all. 
Uh, Susan, let me start with you. Here we are with more confusion today over exactly how many doses of Pfizer vaccine Canada and the provinces will be receiving by the end of March. It seems to be hanging on this decision by Health Canada over how many doses can be extracted from each vial. And while that's all happening, here are some new numbers today. Canada has now fallen to 20th in the world in the number of vaccine shots delivered per capita behind the UK, the US, Poland, Serbia, Romania, Portugal, Denmark, Germany, Israel, Bahrain, to name a few. So I guess let's start there. How satisfied should we be with the vaccination rollout in this country? I think Canadians have a right to be confused at this point. Uh, there, there's definitely some confusion over whether or not these Pfizer vaccines have five doses or six. Uh, and while they, while they can be confused, I think in terms of those numbers, I think they should still remain confident that we will get the vaccines that we need uh, when we need them. We're going to see over, um, I think it's four million vaccines by the end of Q1. The end of Q1 is the end of March, and they'll come in then. But and we're going to get 300, over 300,000 in the third week of February and over 300, nearly 400,000 in the fourth week of February. There's a pause right now because of the shutdown mm. of the Pfizer plant in Belgium. The other good thing is there may be other vaccines that come on, online. The AstraZeneca one hasn't been approved yet by Health Canada. It's been approved in the U.K., and that's why they're a little further ahead. They have more vaccines that they have access to. So I think while Canadians may be concerned at the moment, I think in the end, they should remain confident that anybody who wants, wants a vaccine will get one, right. and they will start rolling off the production line soon. W- will Stewart, earlier on the program, Saskatchewan uh, Premier Scott Moe told me that health workers in his province are getting five and a half doses out of most vials, but they can't get the six doses. The federal government has proactively ordered now 37 and a half million special syringes to try and extract the extra doses. But does it seem like Pfizer's putting this onus on Canada to get more doses out of each vial, even if that's not always possible, so that Pfizer can ship fewer, fewer vials? What we don't know is what happens if Pfizer and Health Canada disagree. What are the guarantees we'll get 4 million doses by the end of March? Do we have that? Well, I think that's exactly the point. I mean, Susan had just mentioned we'll get the 4 million doses uh, this month eventually, but that's only if Health Canada approves the six vials, uh, six doses per vial, as opposed to the five. So Canadians have a right to be concerned. In fact, the, the government itself is, is is confused on all of this. The messages change almost daily. There's no consistency in those messages. You know, we've we've gone from saying all Canadians who want a shot can get one by September to now saying all Canadians that want a shot can get one by the end of September. Well, that's another 30 days already. These little tiny changes every single day are causing confusion across across Canada. You know, in order to get that sixth dose out of that vial, we need special needles. Mm-hmm. Guess what procurement doesn't have in Canada? The special needles to get the sixth dose out. So they do say they're working on it, but I guess... The, the, they're working on it, yeah. but I mean, the other countries that have this approved for six doses, they have the needles. They're getting six doses out of the vial. I, like, I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that Health Canada needs to do their work, and I hope we get there uh, as well. But again, if they were to approve it today... We don't have the needles to get the six doses out of the vial, okay, and that's for, a procurement issue again. Farouk, what's your view on what's happening here? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a concern for public health, but for Mr. Trudeau and the Liberals, it's a political concern because we are in a year highly likely that we're going to an election, and the vaccination plan of Mr. Liberal uh, of Mr. Trudeau is their card to go to the election, say we did things right, now we're ready to move on and to revive the economy. That's a problem for Mr. Trudeau the next months, right? But the, the other point I want to make is, as we go day to day, and there's a lot of confusion, I agree with my, uh, the other panelists, there's a lot of confusion in numbers and people are not 
really like following everything or mm. am I going to get a vaccine? Is it delayed? So there's a lot of confusion day to day. But as, as much as we are confused day to day, we have to zoom out. And maybe the problem is at the root. And the problem is what? Is the plan. The plan says we're going to be all vaccinated now by the end of September. And there was going to be 3 million people vaccinated in the first quarter. Maybe that plan was not good enough. And why was that plan okay. put in place? Is because originally we cannot produce our own vaccine. So we are at the mercy of others being polite and respecting their contract. What's the but in this situation where every country is scrambling to get vaccines and everybody has their national interest, everybody's going to scramble. Well, and it's we very, don't have yeah, that It's very competitive. Susan, one of the things the, the, the provinces are saying, look, there's a serious communication issue here that when they find out uh, this morning, they're saying, you know, they, they're expecting a certain level of dosage. They find out this morning from federal health officials, oh, it, it could be half a million less if we don't resolve this dosage, dosage issue between Pfizer and Health Canada. I mean, we're a long way into this process now. And why are premiers still talking about communications issues with the federal government? Well, you know, that's a good question. I mean, look at Ontario today. They've been posting their vaccination numbers incorrectly. They have, they have confusion in and amongst themselves, right? They were, they were counting the number of doses administered and not the number of people who'd received their doses. Look, I think there's no playbook for a mass pandemic. Uh, sadly, there isn't. And we're a federated country. And typically, our feds and our provinces squabble with each other. Um, they haven't been largely. They've been doing a good job, doing the best they can to do what they can for citizens. I think at the beginning, it would have been better to have the army roll out across the country and administer and manage vaccines. We could have perhaps invoked the Emergencies Act, but the prime minister didn't want to do it yeah. because the provinces did not want it. So we're using the military in many provinces. We're using the expertise of our generals and of our military to do what's best we can in this massive country with urban and rural ridings, with mixed bags of hospital situations, with uh, vaccines that have to be kept in deep freezers that nobody owned because we never had to own these virtually cryogenic freezers. So we are, I think, yes, there have been stumbles along the way, but for a country as diverse as ours, both geographically and demographically, uh, I think, and, and, and politically, we're doing okay. okay it's let me, not perfect, but we can do, uh, I, I think it's, we can do better, uh, but I think we're doing okay. All right. Uh, Will, what's your view on this? On, on, on At least I mean, you, you, you folks are, at, 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 to some level, uh, all experts in communication, how to sure. you know, put, put messages out and people together. And why we, are we seeing this disconnect with premiers saying they just want a better information flow, that they're, they're being caught off guard by these changes, Will? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Look, everybody can be doing better in this. But I think that's the point is this is the time when leadership matters. We all have to do better. All leaders have to do better in the public space and in the healthcare space. The, the, the message is changing so often from the federal government, even within the same week. And, you know, we, we do have a federated system, as Susan points out. We also have a publicly funded health care system, which we're told and we believe is one of the best health care systems in the world. We're not the 20th healthcare system in the world. And I think there's a real, real challenge and a disconnect there for Canadians to wrap their heads around what's going on. I mean, we had the opportunity to buy more Moderna vi uh, vaccines. The line from the government was, we've contracted for more vaccines than any other country in the world. Great, so we don't need more vaccines. Three days later, they bought 20 million more doses of Pfizer vaccine on top of what they already had. 
but it didn't change the deadline for when we were all going to okay. be vaccinated. So did we need more vaccines and didn't buy it? Then we didn't need more vaccines and we did. All right, we're the gonna, confusion here is paramount. I give a final word to you, Kareem, on this. That uh, for the end of the, at the end of the day, a whole lot of Canadians, I think they uh, they listen to the, the debate. But for them, it comes down to they hear things like, how come other countries are beating us in the vaccination process? How come Canada's not doing better than it is? Uh, yeah, what's the answer? Concern, Peter, like we're get, we're going we're six way away, six weeks away from commemorating the, the one year of the pandemic. There's a lot of frustration. People have lost their job. People have lost members of their family. So there's a lot of frustration, and they're seeing around each other, uh, around the around the world, other countries doing better. So that creates a lot of anxiety. Coming back to the provinces, because of the nature of our federation, there's so many like uh, separation of powers. Everybody's uh, relying on the others, right, to do something. And in addition to that, because of that ongoing frustration from the public, there's pressure on, ele- on our elected leaders and provincial leaders, premiers, okay. will not take uh, away the chance to blame uh, the federal on this thing. So that's... Peter. There, there, okay, I, 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 we kind of have to break it off for there. We're out of time, uh, but we'll have a time to revisit this, I'm sure. Uh, this pandemic continues and so does the response. But thank you all for your time tonight. Uh, good to talk to you. Thank take you. care. That's all the time we have for this edition of Primetime Politics from all of us here at CPAC. Thanks again for watching. See you next time.